that kill, you can push that dope. Get yours, get yours, get yours. By any means. You can steer that wheel, hit the gas and go. Get yours, get yours, get yours. By any means. Hey everybody, welcome to the BA Podcast. It's your co-host James. With Jake. Hello, James. Happy Friday. Yee. Happy Friday to you, too. So, yeah, what are we going to talk about? I don't know. Uh, I'm very ill-prepared for this podcast, just to let you know. So, hmm. um, Well, that makes two of us. Yes, so let's get started. Yeah, um, so why don't we talk about the Sharks game that happened last night? Yeah. Why don't you go ahead and start for us? Yeah, the Sharks lost again to the to the Los Angeles Kings. I was going to swear. I was going to swear, but I didn't want to. They lost to the they lost to the worst team in the Western Conference like four to two. Uh, Tomas Hurdle scored his thirty second of the year, and I believe Barclay Goodrow scored his. Let me have to check. Just read it off, dude. Just read it off. I think. Uh, okay, so it was four to two. All right. Barclay Goodrow scored. That was his, I believe, his seventh of the year. We will see. Let's see what number that was. Uh, yep, his seventh goal of the year. With he has nine assists as well. So before that goal, he had six point six goals and nine assists. Nice for fifteen points on the season. But after that, he has seven and nine for sixteen points. So that's pretty good for your fourth line guy. Uh, yeah. Did Tomas Hurdle score? Yeah, Thomas Hurdle had a goal. Yeah, yes. Thomas Hurdle scored. He is thirty second of the year. He has thirty two goals, thirty two assists for sixty four points. An assist by nice. Brent. Brent Burns had an assist. He has 76 points in the year, 63 assists. There's a lot for a defenseman. And I believe Donskoy had an assist as well. And that was his 21st. So he has 35 points on the season. Yeah, so did Vlasic. Vlasic also had an assist. Yeah, I guess like it was 18th or something. I'm not going to check that. But yes, that was he got an assist. And that was a scoring. And they lost 4-2. Terrible game. Should have won. But they didn't have, they didn't have Couture or Pavelski. So that kind of explains why they lost, but they should still kind of ex- explains why we lost more. Yeah, yes, but you should right? still you should still be the team this as bad as they are when you're back when you're good. But they I did good. yeah, but they did already clinch a playoff spot. However, yeah. they're five points yes. back of the Calgary Flames now for first in the Western Conference and Pacific Division. So that's kind of slipping God. away. They have God. if they want to win it, they probably have to win out for the rest of the season. Um, but then the Golden Knights are only five points back of the Sharks for the. Second place in the Pacific Division, which would mean the Sharks would play, would be the three seed, which means they would play on the road to start the postseason against. That's terrible. The Golden Knights, and that can't happen because if that happens, I don't think they're gonna get out of the first round. Yeah, and we're gonna choke like we always do in the playoffs. Yes. So hopefully that doesn't happen. But yeah. Uh, do they have a game coming up? Who do they play next? Oh, they play tonight actually. The, the Anaheim Ducks are even worse than the Los Angeles Kings, so they have to win tonight. No excuses. Yeah, they like have to win tonight. Yes. Or I will. Because the Golden Knights, because the Golden Knights are on fire. Yeah, they're they're hot. They're definitely hot. And we're on a cool, we're on a cold streak. That's for sure. Yeah. We're not doing so well. Yeah. But yeah, any 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 other NHL news? Yeah, the Sharks aren't doing that well. But yeah, that's. No other news. Yeah, so let's move on to the Warriors. So earlier this week, the Warriors beat the Timberwolves, one seventeen to one oh seven. Steph 
had a team high of 36 points with three rebounds and five assists. And hmm. then they played yesterday against the Pacers, where they won 112 to 89, where Boogie had a hot team high of 19, Clay had 18, and Iggy had 11 off the bench. Nice. Nice. So I, you have a little thing here that you want to say about tanking? Yes, I have a way to end tanking. All right, let's let's hear it. let's hear it. let's hear your thoughts on this. So you know how you know how teams like when they when they're bad they want to tank so they get the first pick have a better chance of getting the first pick. Yeah, explain tanking for those that don't know what it is. It means you you, you lose games on purpose so you don't put out your best effort because you want to get a higher draft pick. Right. So right. my way of fixing that would the be would to be have a postseason tournament for the teams that do not make the playoffs. And here's why. You have that postseason tournament. The team that wins the postseason tournament gets the first pick overall. So let's say the Lakers don't make the Lakers aren't making the playoffs. They don't make the playoffs, but they win that tournament. They get the first pick. The Suns. The Suns have been playing pretty well recently. They actually look like an NBA team. They've been tanking. However, in this tournament, if they win, they get the first pick in Zion Williamson. So the teams like the so it makes teams like the King, like the Knicks, want to play, want to win, so they can get Zion Williamson. Because if they don't get Zion Williamson, let's say they get knocked out, of the, knocked out in the tournament in the first round, they don't get the first pick. They get the last pick in the lottery. So then, it gets incent- it incentivizes the teams to actually want to win, so they can get a first round pick, like a high first pick, to get Zion Williamson or John Morant. So for that, at here's- the end of the at the end of the season, right? Right, they yeah. want to win at the end of the season. Yeah, uh, no, like, no, like after the season ends, like when the NBA playoffs yeah, yeah, goes no, on. I understand yeah. that. I understand that. Yes. I yeah, you do that. that. See, so incentivize incentivize teams trying to win. So let's say, like, here's how you would do it. Like, the first, like, the teams that don't make the playoffs, like the nine ten seed. Yes. You have them be like, you have them be the higher seeds. So they get like a they get like a home field or like a first round buy or something. Then you have the four worst teams play each other in like a three game three or five three game series. It should be one game elimination. Yeah, but the flying yeah, might be what? the flying yeah, might what? be tough. You should have it like what? a uh, you should have it like a um, like a what's that called like a neutral site. Like you have all you, you can do that. You have all the teams like stay in a neutral site. So let's say like. You have all the teams stay in Los Angeles, well, or like Sacramento or something like that for a team that doesn't is not going to make the playoffs. And you have like okay. a one game, yeah, you can do a one game knockout March Madness style tournament, and like you may have to do like the tournament where they play one week, then they take a week off, play another week, take a week off, or not, no, not like that. I mean, like play. No way! What the hell? No, I mean like no, they, they do it like March Madness where. Yeah. They play a game. They have one day off. They play the next game. They yeah. have a day off, and then next blah, week. Blah, that's what I was trying to say. That was what I was trying. Three days. Yeah, yeah, I was trying to say that. I just didn't say it well. Right, but yeah, that's so. I think that would be a good way. So like a one way elimination. So it's one game elimination, like March Madness, and the winner of the tournament gets the first pick. And if you lose in the first round, like a like the four worst teams would be a playing game, so they have to win. If they don't win, they get the last pick in the lottery. Or the second to last pick in the lottery, and you do it like that. 
So teams who are actually in the playoffs get to pick before the team that actually sucks? No, I'm saying no, 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 no. The teams that don't make the playoffs pick first before the teams that did make the, that do make the playoffs. But let's say a nine seed wins the tournament and gets the first pick overall. Yes, they get Zion. The team that's the the team that loses in the in the playing games, so like the I don't know the like the like the Knicks, the Suns, or like the Knicks, the Suns, or teams like that. If they lose in the playing game. They get the fourteenth pick, which is the last pick of the lottery. Right, 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 right. Yeah, it'd be interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know if it would work though. Why I would, just don't know. How would it not work? I mean, it's not like a smart idea, but I don't think they would. Hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean? I mean, like, yeah. Oh, it's like a great idea. Like, oh, okay, let's let's see who really wants the first pick, right? Yeah. They'd obviously play hard for that. Yeah. But still incentivizes teams to tank if they needed to. Because, again, this is at the end of the season, not during the season. So teams would still tank. Yeah, but if they tank in the season. Yeah, but if they tank in the playoffs, they get the 14th pick. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, they tank. If they really want the first pick, they're going to be like, okay, we're still going to tank during the season so we can play in the playoff to get the first pick. And then we'll, you know, blah, 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 play hard or whatever. To have a chance at the first pick, right? To have a chance. Not secure the first pick in the lottery. Yeah, but I think, like, they would probably, they would maybe tank in the regular season, but if they tank in the playoffs, they get the 14th pick, so they would not have to tank then. I think think it could work, but I don't know if it will ever happen. No, but what you're saying is that, what do you mean tank in the playoffs? They can't tank in the playoffs because they want the first seed, right? Right. So I don't know what you're talking about taking the playoffs when they have to play hard to get the first seed. No, I was, I was saying taking before the playoffs. Because if, if you take... That doesn't make sense. What are you talking... Yeah, they it could, does. They you, could still tank during the regular season, right? The teams that don't make the playoffs. So it doesn't matter to them if... It doesn't matter because they'll just play hard during the first pick playoffs here's the thing matter. though here's the thing though i don't think teams who tank for the season will play hard at any point okay then what's the point for this playoff then what do you mean it might the if they're not gonna play hard why would they play hard for this that's what that's what you're getting at right okay they don't play hard for this to get the 14th pick and the team's gonna be worse forever well then there you go then it's not gonna work because there's no point of having it then. what do you mean no you like, just said you just said that if they're going to tank during the regular season, they're not going to play hard at all for this playoff. I don't think they will tank right? during the regular season, though, because if they tank during the regular season and they play in the playing game and they lose, they get the 14th pick. So it kind of sensitizes them to not be in that opening round playoff, so they go into the actual playoffs. Oh, I mean, the actual consolation playoffs or something. The first round pick playoffs. So they still have to play hard during the regular season to get a chance. Yes, yeah, so that ends that that will end that will end <laughs> This is so stupid. That will end tank now, what? If you really think about it, it's, it is like even if you play hard and you barely miss the playoffs, it's like okay. They didn't really they didn't really tank, right? Right, yeah, if you I mean, if you're like the Kings. That makes sense. If you're the Kings. The Kings, the Clippers, uh, whoever is whoever's at a 8 or 9 10 seed or whatever whatever team there is and I also think that they should it's a different thing to talk about but they should change how the playoffs are worked because I don't think a team under 500 deserves to be in the playoffs 
what? Uh, just the what best. Are we talking about just the, the best, best sixteen. 16 teams? Yeah, not like any eight from each conference. Like the Heat are under five hundred. They should not be in the playoffs. Well, call up call up Silver then. I might have to do that. Like the Kings would be in the what? playoffs. Is it? Is it? Is it? Wouldn't it be like ten from the West and then maybe six from the East? I mean. I mean, I guess. I think it would be. Ni- I think it'd be nine and seven. Nine and seven. I mean, or like or you just one, do this. Just the- or there's or you, if you have sixteen teams in the playoffs and one team's under five hundred, you only have fifteen in the playoffs, and the number one seed, the Warriors get a week get like a round off. Oof. Uh, I mean, that'd be good for us if we're the one seed, but I mean. Yeah, because I don't think teams under five hundred do not deserve to be in the playoffs. I mean, I mean everybody gets a vote. I I wouldn't think. We can all we all can agree that teams under five hundred do not deserve it. Hey, if they're the eighth seed, they're the eighth seed, man. I mean, they get in, yeah, they get but in. I don't, I don't want to watch. Well, maybe for Dwayne in Dwayne Wade's case, you would want to see him. But like in a different year, if it's like a team like I remember like a couple years ago, like there's a team that was like thirty eight and forty four that made the playoffs. It's like why are they in here? They don't not deserve to be here, but. And they got swept, so I was like, okay, that was useless. You could just give them a round one bye. I mean, like, I don't know. Wow, Oklahoma's beating Mississippi twelve to nothing. Mississippi State. Uh, Miss Ole Miss. Ole Miss. Yeah. That's an eight. That's an eight and nine seed, huh? Yeah. Shit. But yeah, so that's that's my that's my way to end tanking. So we'll take a quick commercial break, and we'll be back in a second. Yeah, and we're back. We're back after a quick commercial break. Um, yeah, so let's talk about uh, March yeah. Madness. Yes, for those who don't know, March Madness is going on. For those who don't know, that means it's the NCAA tournament. And for those who don't know, that means it's a one-game elimination, win or go home, or survive in advance. Um, so the it started off yesterday. We're on day two. It did start off yesterday, yes. yes. Well, it started Tuesday, apparently, the play-in game. It did, for the play-in games, yeah. The 11, two 11 seeds and, and two 16 seeds. seeds. Um, so, yeah, so that happened. Um, no one cares because they're not going to go far. But You don't know that. I think I think most of them lost already. Or the, the teams on Tuesday lost. But anyways, moving on. Um, day two today. But first, we'll go over day one and see what happened. We had a team locally go into it. St. Mary's. Yes, we did. They played. Good old St. Mary's. Yeah, yes. they they faced so. Villanova, who was oh, a six you're seed. Oh, you talk about them? Oh, for sure. No, I'm just I'm just getting I'm just letting. No, um, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, I'm just giving the. Uh, go ahead, go ahead. You go to St. Mary's. You go to St. Mary's. No, I'm, I'm giving the audience a uh, background. I love background. Tell them, tell them the background. Yeah, so St. Mary's made it to the tournament after winning the West Coast Conference. They were 11 seed in the tournament, and they faced off against Villanova, who was the national champion last year, who was a six seed. And this is what happened. Now James will say what happened during the game. Go ahead. So yeah, St. Mary's season finally came to an end. Sadly. Yesterday. Sadly, yes. Um, they lost by four. Uh, it, the ending score was 56, 57 to 61. We just couldn't get, uh, couldn't get it going. We were actually ahead at the end of the first half, 30 to 28. It looked pretty good, uh, but we ultimately fall to the former world champions. 
Uh, Ford and Fitz both had 13 points. Uh, Tommy Cousy played well. He hit uh, two pretty deep threes uh, at the, in the second half that uh, inched us closer to uh, lowering the deficit. But it just wasn't enough. We have a, we'll see you guys next year. That's for sure. Didn't they have like? Didn't say. Yeah, didn't St. Mary's uh, like, or didn't Villanova had like ten points off of turnovers? Yeah, so we actually had less turnovers than they did. I think we had like five, so they scored every single time. Hmm, Damn, Um, that's never good. Yeah, they did really well against defending Ford. I mean, he couldn't get open as much as he would. I mean, he's the he's the WCC's leading scorer. He only had eight points. Um, yeah, their defense was was pretty good against him. Their on ball, off ball defense against him was really good. Um, their post defense against Jordan Hunter was really good. They just had a good game plan against us. Just not enough firepower. Yeah, just not enough firepower. I mean, the commentators saying this was an offensive game, and I was like, are, are they they're joking, right? Fifty-seven to sixty-one. I was like, uh, I was like, um, hmm. what? But I was like, yeah. I mean, we we usually score. We averaged like sixty-eight a game. Only got to fifty-seven, but yeah. Sad to see the Gales lose in the first round. Um, mm-hmm. I had them beating Villanova in my main bracket. I didn't. One of my upsets. Yeah. I mean, four points. I mean, we were it's close. Minus three and a half. Yeah, we were minus blown. three and a half. Yeah, it's a close game. <laughs> But um, ultimately, uh, losing the first round, yes. But let's move on to some other talk. You want to talk about um, – let's talk about the upsets first. Why don't, why don't we talk about that? Right, there was really like like two major upsets or one ma- – or not major, but there was an upset. Um, uh, Murray State with John Morant defeated Marquette by, I believe, 20 points. Yeah, it was 83 to 64. Uh, Murray State seated at 12 and Marquette seated at 5. And it is common knowledge that 12s beat 5s. Beat 5s. But like, this, I don't know how that came I don't know how that came about, but like it's just a thing. Yeah, this game was actually to me it actually wasn't an upset cuz a lot of people picked Murray State to win. I think it was like 48% the highest of any like yeah. uh, low seed to win had, a game. So yeah. Because they had the best player. That's all you need really. Um Yeah, so John Morant uh, he had a triple double. Wow! The first one since Draymond Green in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I think that was like 2012, 2013. Yeah, 2012, I think something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah so he went. Yeah, he went off. Um, yeah. I mean, Florida won. That's another upset we could talk about. They beat Nevada. Yeah, that was an um, upset. That's yeah, Nevada sweet. just couldn't get it done. No, they. I had me and James picked them to go to the Elite Eight in the BA podcast bracket challenge. Yes. and they didn't. Didn't. Tough way to yeah, end the year. Yeah, it's kind of disappointing. I'm kind of pissed, dude. They were 29-4, and four and they lost in the first round. Yeah. SMH. That was bad, yeah. SMH, SMH. Um, who else? Um, there wasn't Nobody really... Else, but let's, let's, there, there was... Yeah, there was no, no other upsets, but there was another 12 by 5 almost upset alert yesterday in one of the morning games. Yeah, New Mexico State almost came back to beat Auburn, but my God, dude, that game was crazy. Yeah, M State, New Mexico State was down by a couple points with like a couple like a minute ago. 
They it's came. Like eight, they had like eight points. It was like eight points, yeah. and I was like, "This game's over." They came. It was like thirty seconds left. Yeah. They came back. So down one or down two was it? Yeah, down two. It was, uh, it was down two. It was down two. Yeah, down two. Like ten seconds left. They get the ball. They missed free throw. The player yeah, goes. Oh my god. The player How goes down the lane. Up? Had a wide open layup. Should have took it. Pass it out for a three in the win. Missed. However, there was a foul. However, yes. Three free However, throws. First yes. free throw up, no good. Still a two-point game. Second free throw up, good. One-point game. Has to make this. Third free throw up, it hits. It does not go down. So this Rebound is Auburn to Auburn. Throws, okay? If you guys don't know. If you guys don't know. Rebound to Auburn. Wait a minute. The ball went out of bounds off Auburn. New Mexico State has the ball with 1.4 seconds left and a chance to win. Passes it. So they call timeout. Play comes. Passes it to the corner. For the win! Air ball. Air ball. Well, oh, yeah, he God. shot it too long. They missed. And that was the game. Saddening. I had yeah. Auburn to win, but at that point, I was like, oh my God, if New Mexico State pulls us off. Yeah, once my once my bracket like isn't perfect anymore, I want chaos. God, that could have been it right there. That would have been sick. You know what would be funny? If Duke loses tonight. Are, God, dude. God. You know what would be funny? If Duke loses what? tonight. Who are they playing? I don't know. <laughs> I think like some 16s. Oh, obviously. They're playing a 16 North, seed. North Dakota State. Ooh, North yeah. Dakota State actually does some upsets. Very interesting. But yeah, so... That was, do you have any upsets? Let's talk about today. But do you have any upsets? Yeah, so today in going game? on right now, in the first half of three minutes to go, the seventh rank, the seven seeded Cincinnati Bearcats are taking on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Shout out George Kittle. Uh, the Cincinnati Cincinnati is winning thirty-two to twenty-two. Actually, there's two forty-five left. The game just restarted from a commercial break. Two forty-five left in the first half. Cincinnati up by ten. Now to the second game going on. Oklahoma, the nine seed. Facing off against Ole Miss or Mississippi, for those who don't know, uh, Oklahoma. If they Oklahoma would be a slight upset if they win. They're winning right now, twenty-seven to fourteen, with twelve thirty to go in the first. Wow, Oklahoma's so scoring a lot of points. Jeez. Oklahoma's on pace for hundred and twelve points. I have. And they're up by thirteen. Ole Miss winning that game, so I'm kind of shook. I need to check mine. And then I have Iowa winning that game. And they're both losing. Sick. That's uh, I hate to see that. Sick. I hate Sick. to see it. Let me see what mine is. I need a. I need to log on though. So so now we're as as I log in trying to see what I did. James will go into the winners of the first day of the NCAA tournament. You want to talk about them all? Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. So uh, Maryland beat Belmont in a close game, actually, in the six and eleventh seed game. 79 to 77. Oh yeah, actually I was talking uh, about like the win- the player who was the winner. But yeah, go th- do this too. Yeah, uh Minnesota beat uh Louisville in an upset in a 10 and 7 seed, 86 to 76. Michigan State beat Bradley in a close one. It was a really close cool half. Yeah, it was. That would've been a big upset. Really, yeah, I was like, "Wow. Bradley is Bradley going to beat is Bradley going to do it?" But they ultimately lost by 11 uh 76 to 65. Didn't have enough. Gonzaga beat the hell out of this F. Dixon team, 87-49. Fairly Dickinson. Baylor uh, <laughs> beat Syracuse in a 8-9 upset, 78-69. Let's go. We talked about uh, Murray State beating Marquette already. Florida State beat Vermont in another close game, uh, 76-69. Nice. Nice. 
Uh, we talked about Nevada and Florida already. Michigan won in a quiet game, to be honest, a 74-55. Yeah, that was a very two seed. That was a game that you knew that was going to happen. Yeah. Um, we talked Ooh. about Villanova St. Mary's. Uh, Purdue beat Old Dominion 61-48 in a 3-14 matchup. Ooh. Uh, we talked about Auburn and New Mexico. Uh, Kansas uh, beat uh, Northeastern 87-53. Mm. Uh Wofford and Seton Hall. Wofford. Uh, won 84-68. It was actually pretty close. I mean, at the beginning, Wofford was destroying Seton Hall. It was like, wow. They're about to blow them out by like 50 points. Yeah. And they ultimately beat him by 24. But it was, they pulled away. They they beat Seton in a 7-10 matchup. And then Kentucky, he was a two-seed this year. Hmm. Uh, beat Albaline Christian 79-44. to And now for second-round matchups from those games... Uh, Wofford playing Kentucky, Kansas beating uh, playing Auburn, Purdue versus Villanova, Michigan versus Florida, Florida State versus Murray State, and Gonzaga versus Baylor, Minnesota versus Michigan State, and then LSU versus Maryland to round out the first day games and their when who are they playing tomorrow? Yeah, so here's actually an update of the games. It's now it's now thirty six twenty nine Cincinnati one oh six to go in the first twenty nine eighteen Oklahoma over Miss Mississippi Ole Miss twenty nine eighteen with ten thirty three left and in my bracket I picked Oklahoma to win and I also picked Oklahoma, also picked uh, Cincinnati to win. Oof, oof. So yesterday I went fourteen for sixteen. 97 percentile i'm in the i'm ranked 489th out of like millions of people millions of brackets i think like six million brackets and i have 140 points which is top in our group so yeah i'm in second with 130 i'm tied with one two three i'm tied with four guys with wrestler swig and Lee and an upset city t gump with michigan wow Interesting, interesting. God's a gale. Yeah, and my other league, so I'm at, uh, I have 137 points, like I said, I'm at 87 percent percentile. And I usually always win my boots for some reason. In my other league, I'm actually, I'm also second, but with my picks going how this morning, probably gonna drop like really yeah. far down. Yeah, if I win this, I might go to 99 percentile. Anyway. <clears throat> Moving on from that, we didn't give you who our championship game would be last week. We we, we should probably do like give them our final closer. Yeah, give, give them our final four. What? Didn't we do that already? Didn't we talk about our final four? Yeah, but maybe we should we, we should like update and let them know like who we picked again, just in case they forgot. All right, you go first. Then. So my final four still intact is Duke Gonzaga in the first matchup, then Tennessee versus North Carolina in the second matchup. And for my championship game, I have Duke versus North Carolina, and I'm picking Duke to win, 88 to 84. So yes, mine is exactly the same in my final four. No. Uh, I also have Duke and North Carolina, but then I have UNC winning. Whoa. 76 to 71. Ooh. Yes, over Duke, who they beat twice. Twice. Yes. And Duke won the last match, but yeah. Yes. Um, so yeah, that's the update of the brackets. Uh, we'll 
probably post. We'll post any upsets on our Instagram at the. Oh, 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 well, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll post. Oh, yeah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. So My follow bad. us there at BA Podcast. Do all that stuff, and yeah, we'll let you, we'll let our listeners and our followers know what happens in the tournament. But yeah, anything else to add for the tournament? Yeah, why don't we talk about these two players that really won the first day of the tournament? Why don't you? T- why don't you talk about? Before we I mean, do, we, before we, we do we that, about. before we okay. do that, we have a quick commercial break, and we're back. So yes, yeah, so now we're gonna go for our players who won the first day of the NCAA tournament, and James is gonna say the first two players, and here we go, James. Without further ado, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So we talked about John Morant a little bit, um, but he was definitely the first big star of this week of this of this first day. With a triple double, uh, leading uh, Murray State to a win over Marquette in a twelve versus five seed. But the second name is a lot more intriguing. Yes. And I have not heard this guy's name before until yesterday. I've heard of him from last year because they beat a uh, this team beat a big time school last year in a major upset on the road, and this guy went off. So I during the regular him. season, during yeah, the regular season during the, during the okay, okay, okay. So I'll say his name, and why don't you tell him the people more about him? His name is Fletcher McGee, yes. and he plays for Purdue, right? Wofford. Wofford, excuse me, Wofford Bulldogs. Yes. So yeah, so last year Wofford went into North Carolina, or I believe it was last year. Could have been two years ago. Last year. Last year or two years ago. They went into North definitely, Carolina. That probably wasn't this year. No, they went into North Carolina and they won. And Fletcher McGee had, I believe, like 30 points and went off. He's now, also yesterday, he broke the all-time record for threes in the career with f- over 500 threes. So he's now the record holder for that. Yeah. He hit seven in the game yesterday. Yeah, he's he's a good shooter. That's insane. I don't know That's what, insane. I don't, know, he's, I don't think he's going to be, a, I don't know what his pro thing is, but he is a I good three-point shooter. You. A great three-point shooter. And Maybe yeah. a three and D? I don't know. I, I didn't watch uh, I didn't really watch the Wofford game yesterday. Kind of pissed that I didn't. Yeah, and that's the winners, and that's the end of our NCAA tournament sub um, jeez, NCAA tournament segment. However, we do have an update: forty-two twenty-four Oklahoma, five eleven to go in the first, and thirty-six thirty-one at the half. Cincinnati, the seventh seed over Iowa, the tenth seed, and that's oh, our 36, 30, 37, 31? 36-31. And that's our, that's our segment. Jesus, that's Oklahoma, our watch madness segment. Yeah. Oklahoma tried to do an alley oop, and the guy just like chucked it over everyone. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't close. But yeah, so moving on now to some 49ers news. No news to speak of except for one little thing: uh, jersey changes, which everyone loves to talk about. Trent Taylor has changed his jersey from Tara Owens' number 81 to Michael Crabtree's old number in 15, and he looks more like, and that makes him more of a slot receiver now. Having a number like that, um, I kind of, I, I kind of like the change. Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of cool because Jordan Matthews is eighty-one now. Unless they, unless they retire. No, 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 no. They're they're, they're uh, retiring because uh, Terrell Owens is getting a statue. He's getting in the Ring of Honor, so they're retiring. So I guess he might be eighty-two. Jordan Matthews. Yeah. Uh, is it Richie James 30, 82? No, he's thirteen. Yeah. Richie James thirteen. I don't think we have an eighty two. Yeah, so maybe he'll play eighty two. Yeah, yeah, but that's I don't know. the. Uh, uh, yeah, whatever. Doesn't really matter to me. Forty four twenty four now, Oklahoma, and there's a timeout now. 
And that's our 49ers news. Yes. Moving on now to some NFL news. Only one thing really to talk about. Uh, Justin Houston signed a contract with the Indianapolis Colts on a two-year, two-year deal worth $24 million. We thought he could be a Niners, Niners target, but they're deciding to go D Ford and probably go in the draft and go younger, which I think is a smart move. And D Ford, it's hopefully Nick Bosa falls the two so we can have a great pass rush. I'm getting the feeling that we are going to trade back, and I do not like it. I think we will trade back if Bosa's not there. I think we might trade back even if Bosa's there. Because oh, I've heard that John Lynch like covets Nick Bosa. I mean, yes. I just really want Nick Bosa. Yeah, right? I, don't, I don't want to trade back if Bosa's there. Unless like the Dolphins say, hey, we'll give you... Xavier Howard, Minka Fitzpatrick, a first-round pick, and a fourth-round pick this year. <laughs> I laughed at that. Then I would say I mean, yes. That would, that would be great, though. That would, that would be great. Yeah, some guy in the radio was talking about this is what the Niners should do. And I was like, wait, why would the Dolphins ever do that? That makes no yeah, sense the, for them. Why the hell would the Dolphins mortgage their whole entire defense? Yeah, that's. I was like, you're an idiot, dude. All right. <laughs> but, yeah, so that's NFL news. Yes. Now moving on. The A's opened their season in Japan. We talked about this on Tuesday. And this is what happened during the series. And James, go ahead. Yeah, so the A's lose both their games in Japan going 0-2. In the second game, it was Ichiro's last game. Shout out to Asian baseball players. But now, we're going back to preseason for a week. And Jake has an explanation for it. Yes, my explanation is this. They went to Japan because it was Ichiro's last season. They wanted to do that, and the reason why they don't start this, they don't do this like opening day of the regular season, is because flying back from Japan to the Bay Area takes like a week to get used to your body. So this is why they yes. do it. Yes, I remember. Yeah, when I was young, it was like that. I mean, I I think when you're younger, it's a lot easier because you know you're a kid, right? You don't have a lot of things to do. Yeah. But when you're older, it becomes more of a. Yeah, it's harder. B word. Yeah, it becomes more of a B word. You know. Yeah. Um, to deal with. But yeah, yeah, why don't you talk about the Giants now? Yeah, so the Giants did a couple of moves. They signed Matt Joyce, former A's player, to a minor league deal. He hit 25 home runs in 2017. He's probably not going to make the team, but he'll start in AAA, which he probably already knows about. So that's one of that. And they also made a trade yesterday for a utility player named Connor Joe, who last year hit 17 home runs, had a 408 on base percentage, and walks oh, that's a lot. Pretty good. Yeah, that's something that Farhan Zaidi really likes. Is that, and he can play multiple positions. He can play first, third, catcher, left, second, and they people people think that since that since he got traded to the Giants, he's a Rule Five pick, so which means he has to stay on the roster for the whole entire season. Or they have to offer him back to the Dodgers, I believe. That's where he came from. Um, well, that's where he was. He was first picked in the Rule Five draft by the Reds from the Dodgers, and they weren't going to keep him, so they traded him to the Giants. So that which means the Giants had to keep him on the twenty-five man roster for the season, uh, but he was. A big time, well, he's a big time uh, versatility player. Plays everywhere, and they say that this could be the end of Pablo Sandoval on the night on the Giants roster. He may not make the team. However, really, wow. How, however, it's it's rumored to be that Zaidi, no, is Zaidi's like, what's the word like? Partial to the fact that Bochi really likes Sandoval and he wants him on the team because he brings a ton of energy, and does like who can still hit. And play multiple positions, so that he may stay on the team. But that means they may have to give up on Allen Hansen, 
which means that Ryan Garcia would stay in the minors to start AAA, start the season, but we do not know yet. We should know more about the roster like this weekend, maybe on Sunday or Monday we should know more. Um, but they traded away a farmhand named Jordan Johnson, who's a 25, 23rd round pick in 2014 from Cal State Northridge. He had a big future, but he got sidetracked by injuries, so they just said, you know what, We'll give you a fresh start somewhere else. We need this player. So they're doing that. And they also released one of their Rule 5 draft picks, Drew Ferguson, who would was batting like had an on-base of two, 111, just couldn't hit Major League Pitching, so they got rid of him. Um, but their other Rule 5 pick, Travis Bergen, is a lock to make the team because he's pitched in, I believe, seven appearances, no runs allowed, uh, like a .5 whip, and like 10 strikeouts in seven innings, which is really good, and like one walk. Interesting. Um, so he's gonna stay. Wow, in, that's pretty good. Yeah, he's gonna make the team, and Trevor Gott as well is likely to make the team. He's out of options, which means if he does make the team, he has to go through waivers. And he's been really great. He's been great this spring training. I believe he's been, he's pitched like ten innings, no runs allowed, like a point nine two WHIP and a lot of strikeouts, like little walks as well. And he throws like mid nineties, ninety six, ninety eight. So they're gonna keep him. Uh, Bergen's a lefty. He throws like ninety three, ninety six, but a lot of deception it makes it hard to hit. And they're both going to make the team. And the Giants have a pretty good bullpen. And, yeah, that's the end of Giants news. But now we're moving on to some baseball news. Um, I like it. Yes. Eloy Jimenez, a prospect for the Chicago White Sox, signed a record deal uh, worth $43 million over six seasons with a pair of option years that could take the deal to eight years and $75 million. He's 22 years old. And the reason why this is impo- this is like a, big, a huge deal is because – he hasn't made his MLB the MLB debut yet. It's the most money ever signed to a player who has yet to make his debut. Uh, the reason why they do this is because in AAA he bat double A and AAA last year he batted three thirty seven with three eighty four on base and five fifty seven five seventy seven slugging percentage with twenty two home runs thirty two walks with twenty two home runs and thirty two walks he struck out he struck out sixty nine nice times he does that. He's one of the top. <laughs> yeah, he's one of the top prospects in baseball, and the reason why they signed him to this deal is like, because if he's going to be what he is, he's going to be a he's going to be a star, and this is like a deal for the good deal for the White Sox because it keeps him like a little under value, really. It's also a great right. deal for him because let's say he flames out, he gets forty three million guaranteed. Um, so yes, that happened. Alex Bregman then Alex Bregman signed a fi- okay for the Astros now. Alex Bregman signed a five year. Deal worth a hundred million dollars, an extension, uh, covers his three arbitration year seasons and what would have been his first two free agent seasons. One of the best players in baseball, three, thirty-one homers, uh, fifty-one doubles, four triples, ten steals last year. Had over, I believe, hundred RBIs, uh, over seven wins above replacement WAR, which is like incredible. Um, he batted two eighty-six with a three ninety-four on base, five thirty-two slugging. Um, and this is the third largest deal ever promised to a player with between two and three years of MLB service time. The player with the biggest contract ever is Buster Posey. He signed an eight-year deal worth $159 million after his second full season in the major leagues. However, yeah, however, the reason why this was bigger than his is because unlike Bregman, he was a Super 2 player, which means like the first two years you play like super really, like really well. You get like a higher money-wise in arbitration, which is like a... Right. Like a jury thing or something like that. Um, he was also come off this 2012 season where he was named National League MVP, uh, comeback player of the year, batting champion, All Star, a World Series championship, his second championship, 
And beyond that, he had a National League Rookie of the Year award already on his mantle as well, and two World Series rings, as I just said. He had two World Series rings in three years of playing in the Major League. So that's why he got that humongous deal. Um, that's good for Buster Posey and good for Alex Bregman. And also, the Tampa Bay Braves have signed Cy Young winning pitcher last year, AL Cy Young winning pitcher last year, Blake Snell, to a five-year, $50 million extension in 2018. Get this. This was his, this was his stats. This is insane. In 2018, he went 21-5, and five, which wins don't really mean much, but... 21 and 5 is incredible. A 1.89 ERA, a 0.97 whip, which is insane. 221 strikeouts, to 64 walks, and 112 hits allowed in 182 thirds innings. That's incredible. That's like one of the best seasons ever. That's freaking crazy. Yeah, so you did that. And we also had news earlier today that Chris Sale is about to sign an extension with the Boston Red Sox, which is good news for the Giants because the Giants and Madison Bumgarner is a lefty. And he's at his last year of his free agent deal. So there's not a lot of people, not a lot of players on the market who are going to be, like in their last year, who could be used as a rental for trades. Which means his value is going to be off the roof and during the trade deadline if they're not in it. So let's say the Giants are really bad, which I actually think they're not going to be that bad. Um, but let's say they're bad. They can trade him to a player. They can trade him to a team and get a bunch of prospects back that can flourish their, their uh, farm system, which is kind of lacking a little bit. They have two elite, two elite prospects. They could have three elite prospects if Luciano develops the way he should should develop. Um, but you add more to that, that would be good for the rebuild. And I think the Giants actually, the best case scenario is if they're all healthy, they could win, I believe, 84 to 88 games this year, which would be good for the playoffs. But if they, if they, they have some injuries, I think they might win like 75 to 78 wins, which is kind of a waste because if you're not going to make the playoffs, I would rather you be really bad like tank-wise. Uh, you know, I'm I'm kind of against tanking, but I understand why teams would tank. Uh, but if they tank, like I would rather make the playoffs. Here's my philosophy in baseball: you either win the World Series or you be the last place, and you get the first pick. That's what I think you should do. Uh, but we'll see what happens. Hopefully, they're better because I want to have something to watch for six months in the summer when there's nothing else going on. And yeah, interesting. So, interesting. Yeah. yeah, interesting. And that was our baseball segment. But first, we have one more commercial break, and we'll be back to do our segments. And we'll see you in a couple of seconds. And we are back. Yes. Yeah, so now it's time for some segments, and this is a segment you all know and love. And this one is called "Getting Ready for the Weekend." It's getting ready for the weekend. So, James, what are you doing this weekend? What am I doing this weekend? So, um, yeah, so I work tomorrow, 9 to 2. Uh, it's my younger sister's uh, prom, so I'll be going to her photos. Um, I will... That's really it. Probably studying, starting some study guides, because I got uh, two tests next week. So I'm going to start that. Um, Sunday, I am going to San Francisco. Chill with some buddies. That should be fun. Have some mimosas. Mimosas. And, uh, yeah, hopefully I don't die. Hopefully I don't drink too much. Yeah, that'll be bad. But, uh, that'll yeah, end that'll the bad. podcast. Um, but, yeah, that's really it. I'm not doing anything special. I mean, other than that, going to SF, uh, nothing really big. Hmm. Yeah, so for me. For what about the, you? What about you? For my weekend, 
Uh, I am. I have work today. Work tomorrow. Um, I do have a. I, I do have a te- cognitive psychology test on Monday. So I have to study for that. Um, yes. I did get a twenty four out of twenty five on my last quiz for that class. So I'm happy. Nice. About that. Nice, nice, nice. 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 Um, so now I have that to do. Um, gonna watch a lot of college basketball. I work right. nine thirty to five thirty tomorrow with our with Alejandro. So that should be fun. Um, I'll do most of my homework probably there, probably a little bit now after we do this podcast. Um, so I'll be doing that. Sunday I have a basketball game at nine o'clock. We played last week. We lost by twenty nine. Um, I scored nice. 11, 11 points, three of five from three. And eight and five rebounds, so I was pretty happy with my performance. wasn't my fault, but yeah, um, that's what I'm doing for the weekend, and I'm kind of like it. Yeah, it should be fun. We'll see what happens, but yeah. Now moving on, if you want to introduce this segment, uh, we can do that. Yeah, let me. Yeah, so for those who don't know, it's been trending on Twitter, uh, a lot of the media of people. Typing in in Google, Florida man, and your birthday. Hmm. So uh, Jake and I have done that. that and are going to read the headlines of what was going on in Florida or whatever. Why don't you start off with yours, Jake? Yeah, but first, before we do that, if I can find what I want to find. Um, I can't find it. F- fucking YouTube. Fucking joke. All right, anyways, sorry for that. We are back. So for mine... I was going to play some music along the go of the segment, but I couldn't find it because YouTube's a fucking bitch. But here we go. Birthday challenge. In November 25th, that's when I was born. I was born November 25th, 1995. 24 this year. Here's the, what I, my headline was. Florida man steals footlong subway sub, shoves it down his pants, takes off on a bike. And that's mine. <laughs> so mine... You can take out what it is, but I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah, say so it. I was born uh, March 14, 1996. Um, Milton Man, Milton, which is in Florida, hit pregnant girlfriend with a bag of tortilla chips over baby's paternity. Hmm. So maybe he thought it wasn't his. Maybe he thought it was his. It's just over to baby's paternity. Yeah, I'm not sure if it was a laugh of that or not. <laughs> I mean, it's a bag of tortilla chips, not a not a not a baseball bat. So yeah, I mean, sure, sure, that would've been bad. But yeah, so that was that. I think it's I think it's okay to uh, have a little giggle at it, but um, yeah, some people might not think it is. Yeah. But while we do our last segment of the day, which is sound of the day. Yep. So this is my sound of the day. I used to have music in the opening, but you know, can't find it because God, I'm I'm I'm, I'm angry right now. But here we go. <laughs> Uh, so this is about Joel Embiid with Stephen Curry and like a little thing they did of uh, like five minutes from home, I guess is what it's called. Um, they were in a van driving after a game, I believe. I think that's what it was. I don't know what exactly happened there. And the topic of sh- topic of uh, YouTube came up and Joel Embiid, who was from Africa, who when came to America, didn't really know much about basketball. So he wanted to know he wanted to learn how to shoot. And what did he do? Well, we'll let her we'll let Joel Embiid say what he did. And here we go. Um, I couldn't make shots. So uh, an idea came to my mind. 
you know, when you get to the state, like, there's a stereotype about, like, oh, yeah, the white, white shooters. people, yeah, white people are shooters. We, so I'm like, we used to call them, uh, when we were playing AAU growing up, we called them the zone busters. Yeah. Because the team was playing man, the zone, they never yeah. play. When they play zone, the so, coach plays. just put them in. So, <laughs> like, <laughs> so I'm like, I typed, because I, I heard it. Like, right. when I got to the state, that's yeah, what like, I came here. Like, shooters <laughs> are white. Like, when you are, you a shooter. So I'm like, okay, like, if I want to learn how to shoot the ball, I should probably follow the model. Right. So I'm like, I'm thankful for YouTube. And <laughs> you know what? Yeah, so that was our sound of the day, brought to you in part by no one. I like it. Great idea by him, that's for sure. That's a smart idea. As I'm watching Charles Barkley talk about college basketball, which he knows nothing about, but I don't blame him because no one knows anything about college basketball. Everyone's guessing this time of year. But yeah, so that was the sound of the day. Um, And yeah, anything else you want to add? No, nothing else. Um, Should I end it for us? Yes, you should. All right, uh, thank you for listening to the Bay Podcast. Uh, for those who don't know, follow us on Instagram at the Bay underscore podcast. Yes. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe on the podcast app. Yep. Uh, follow also, us on SoundCloud. Follow us on SoundCloud, yes. Yes. And uh, Jake has something else to say. Yes, make sure you subscribe to our iTunes and our Apple Podcast. Listen, share, rate, review, like. Unsubscribe, resubscribe, do it about 50 times so we can gain the system. little trick I learned from being in the industry for the past year. And so we can get into the top 200 podcasts for sports and recreation in America. We'll take the world too, but let's try to get up in there. No one has done it yet. Very disappointing. So let's get on it. I don't know why it's so hard for you guys to know how to do it. But, yeah, that's all I have to say. Love it. And also, actually, Thanks for listening. actually I'm going to update a little bit of this basketball game right going on right now. Cincinnati's up 47 to 40 over Iowa, Iowa 13:45 to go in the second and Texas Texas Tech is beating North Kentucky, I believe that's what it is, 6 to 3 with 17:07 to go in the first. And now I'm done. Have a nice day. See ya. Wah!